You are now tuned into the DFPN, the Datfilin Podcast Network. Salute Podcast. You're always in the service of me. Salute Podcast. You always, you always, you always, you always in the service of me. Salute, 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 salute. Hey yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? What they do? Welcome to another episode of the Salute Podcast. I'm your boy, retired Chief Master Pat Wilcox, aka the Hip Hop Chief, aka Conscious Rhyme of the Group Purgatory. The Salute Podcast is always in the service of dreamers, and we showcase the talents of all pride and current military members and the elements of hip hop. So if you can rap also dress fresh and you served your country, then the salute is for you. So now that, now that that's out the way. I'm so excited again. I was excited last time, but I'm probably even more excited this time. You, you ain't, y'all don't even much know. You don't know. Uh, got my man Donnie Five on, but before I get into my man Donnie Five and start rolling to him, because it's, it's gonna be good, I gotta shout out to all the all the sponsors. So let me hit the sponsors up real quick. You see them at the bottom down there. If you're on YouTube, you'll see them at the bottom of the screen. Uh, one time for plug earbuds. Uh, you can check them out at www.gettheplugs.com, AudioSwim at www.audioswim.com, Permit Element UAE at www.permitelement.com. Shout out to my man Shorty Pimp to Bronx, 305 Day County all day. Always going to get a little extra there. One time for Patreon. On Patreon, just for $3, if you go ahead and um and you subscribe, uh, you can get you can listen to all of these podcasts uh, advertisement free. So just go ahead on and, and, and hit that subscribe button, three dollars, and you can listen to all of this for free. Well, we're advertisement free. And last but not least, the merch. So there's merch out there on the DPFN uh, network at uh, www.teespring.com. That's T E E Spring.com. Uh, and just search for that feeling uh, podcast now. There's a lot of stuff out there, but guess what's not out there? The Salute merch. So, wink, wink, nod, nod. Salute merch. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyway, just go check out the merch, man. Check out what we got, you know, and hopefully soon we'll see the Salute merch. But anyway, without further ado, without further ado, let me take this last. Without further ado, I want to I wanna give a nice and illustrious introduction real quick to my man. Donnie Five, Donnie Adair. So I've known this man for, by several names: Quest, uh, Heavy Concepts, and now uh, uh, Donnie Five. You know, but we always slip and we call him Quest anyway because that's what we know him by. But just I'm, I'm gonna go through the, the the story. So you know, I do my story. So uh, I was stationed at, at McDill Air Force Base in Tampa. My man Op Solo was like, "Look, hey man, you know, I'm, I'm going through some stuff over here." He was stationed at Key West at the time. One Charlie Five. We'll get into that in a little bit. He was stationed in Key West. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, I'm just having some issues with man with my, my girl. Man, I need to get out of here. Man, I need to go. I'm like, well, I ain't having no issue with my girl. 
<laughs> like, man, but this is brotherly love here. I said, like, he's like, I just need to get out of here. I said, all right, all right, man, let me talk. I talked over my, my wife at the time. She's like, all right, go, go. She, she wasn't, I said, we could probably make a little extra money, go down to Miami, get that Miami, you know what I'm saying? That Miami, uh, 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 you know, uh, housing allowance and stuff like that. It'd be a lot better. So she, I talked her into it that way. So, but it just so happens during this time, my, my, my wife at the time was pregnant with my son. And we'll go, I'll talk about him later on too. Got something about him, but my son uh, was being born. He wasn't gonna be born until May, May the fourth. So I was like, man, I was supposed to leave and go in April to Korea, but Op Solo went over first. So he went over. He be calling me back, you know, because he went over saying, hey, man, I heard there's a lot of music and stuff going on over there. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm down with it. So, so, so he 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 went over. He would call me I'm like, yo, I'm doing this. I'm doing. I met this guy. I met this guy named Quest. You know what I'm saying? I met these cats, I met this, and we doing this, heaven and earth. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? So I'm jealous as hell, I'm mad. I'm like, what the hell? So he just said, he telling me all the shows they doing, how they rocking the challenge at Osan, how they killing it, they beating everybody up, and they tell the Sunday social. I'm like, man, I can't wait, you know what I'm saying? To get over, I wanna meet this dude. I'm all excited and stuff like that. I get to Korea, he gone. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but I took, your, I took up where he left off. But you know, I didn't really know his skills and what it was until we started doing our album. Our album was called In the Beginning. It was Andromeda. We had a crew called Andromeda over there, man. And, and I started hearing his beats and his rhymes. And I was like, oh, I think I need to step up my game. I think all of us thought, when we heard, the, he had a track called Immaculate Conception. I heard the, 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 the rap, though, I was like, I need to step up my game right here. And so he just, he just made all of us step up our game, man. This dude is, you know, this dude is phenomenal. So I brought, I got the notes because I don't want to miss nothing. I'm going to tell you, last time I told you who D-Focus worked with, but I got my paper here so I don't miss nobody to tell you who my man Donnie Five worked with. So my man Donnie Five worked with two-time Grammy Award winning Mel Brown. If you know anything about the Justice League, if you like Little Brother, then you know who Sean Don is. He's worked with Sean Don. He's worked with Audible Doctor. He's worked with the RZA. He's worked with King Tech. If you know Swear Tech, King Tech, and Skyhook of the world famous Wake Up Show. Yeah. And he been, he's been on BET too. So, yeah. Also a military vet. Now they gotta throw that in there too. Also a military vet. So, like I said, this is my man, my man 50 grand. I mean, I don't even know, have we even met each other before? I mean, face to face, I don't think so. Weren't you in um, SC? When we did the uh, Apollo. No. <laughs> no. I was, I man, I was so sure you were there. <laughs> no, nah, man, I, I don't think we even met. That's, that's just a, a testament of brotherly love and how we how we get down, man. We, we yeah. haven't even really, I think I was in Arkansas one time to see Bob Drake. We'll talk about him a little bit too. Mm -hmm. The original Bob Drake. Uh, right. I, I think, I don't know if you were there at that time in Little Rock, man, but I don't know if you were there and I got a chance to meet you, but we probably didn't meet, but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? We we. we we so it tight, man. We've been, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the that's the testament of brotherly love right there, man. It doesn't matter. Love is love and it's love for hip hop and it's love for music is, is what it is, man. So I'ma shut up because this ain't about me. So without further ado, man, what, what what's up, my man Donnie Five? What's up? What's going on? What's up, brother? Appreciate the uh the intro, man. You know, it's far too kind. Uh I'm just a regular dude, man, and I spent a lot of time probably more time than I should making music. So uh, yeah. I, I tend to leave a little bit of an impression on people. So, yeah. uh, 
But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I guess a little bit about me. I'm I'm Donnie Five. Uh, I'm, I'm married with two kids, two dogs. Originally from Little Rock, Arkansas, and um, Phoenix, Arizona is home. We've been here. Um, dang, man. I think we've been here. What did you say? What did you call your memory? You, know, you probably old, 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 old man memory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we've been here like going on 15 years, man. Like pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, hey, man. First off, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you knew the one Charlie Five that passed. We talked. They talked a, a lot about him last night on on the, on the smoke pit. Uh, um, you know, uh, I, I, don't, I forgot his name, man. I, I was wanting you to go back and check out. I forgot what his name was, but. Oh, let me go to these comments. I'm sure I'm gonna get comments coming here. Um, yeah, uh, he just passed, so you know, moment of silence for that for that guy, real quick. But yeah, so when we start talking about a uh, uh, one Charlie Five, I, I want you to you know, so far on this show, I've had three one Charlie Fives, three of them, back to back, and you the number three. So you know, I, I, I mean, yeah. I've been amping y'all up, man. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and tell your story. Everybody tell their story, you know, tell a background, maybe tell a little bit of the places you've been, but just go ahead and, you know, tell how you, you got in the military, how, how you know, how recruiter stories, and all that good stuff, man. So I'm gonna I'm pass it over to you. All right. Um, well, I think uh, just to kind of go all the way back, um, I, took, I took the ASVAB to get out of class, man. Like, I was that dude, like, um, if you knew me, Pat, I'm gonna put it this way, the way that you talk about me, if you knew me in high school, you would hate me. Uh, we played the same instrument, you know, in concert band. Yeah. But Pat, I didn't show up for sectionals. I didn't show up really? for rehearsals. I never lost first chair. So- <laughs> oh, just, I, would, I would hate you. I worked hard <laughs> to stay in first chair, I worked hard. I didn't stay there long, but I stayed, <laughs> I worked hard to try to get there. It was it was wild, man, and, and I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's, it's probably some undiagnosed ADHD or something. But uh, you know, I uh, I was percussion section leader, played one year. I never played drums and band until my senior year, and to just slide in there like that, cast was you know a little bit salty. But I don't know, man. It was just a natural thing for me, and I think my relationships that I established were just as natural. Um, you know, truth be told, man, I, the military was not anything I was really considering. Um, I got to a point where I think I started to figure out I wasn't really going to have a lot of support. Um, I got accepted to two colleges, um, but I was burned out. I was burned out on school. I just told you, you know, how I was attending. I mean, we used to do two a days during marching season, like it was freaking football. So, you oh, know, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that life. But uh, no, man, I was burnt out, and um, you know, I was burnt out on school and band. So the scholarship I had to Grambling was for band. I I, 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 I didn't know that. wasn't ready to take that on. Um, so I had already, you know, started looking into the military. Um, I had a friend, my boy. Uh, Greg Smith, we went in together, buddy program. We were in a depth program together. So uh, I joined like, like I talked about, you know what I'm saying? I joined when I was 17 and uh, it was like July. Um, you know, that was kind of like a, like usually the youngest, youngest in my class. 
So I didn't turn 18 until October after I graduated. Um, but I had, you know, a few months to wait until uh, I was shipping out. And um, I just really, I wanted that independence, man. Like I knew if I went to college, you know, grandma wasn't that far. It's like a few hours from home for me. So that's a little too close of a reach. I need to escape. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom may end up watching this one day, but it's like, she's threatened me with like, uh, like, like military school or, you know, something, something wilder than having the freedom of being, you know, uh, active duty. So I chose to, to go ahead. I actually, I actually signed up for Marine Corps first. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about that before. No, we but, never talked about that. <laughs> I signed up for the Marines and my cousin, he's my, he's not technically my cousin, but he's a cousin of my cousin. <laughs> uh, he was on the front line and um you know in um iraq you know the, the uh, first first confrontation yeah. <laughs> um and uh when he got when he caught wind of it he threatened my life and i believed him so i went on and signed up for the air force yeah <laughs> and you know it's it, it, i don't really have a lot of crazy stories about um my recruiter she was cool, you know, she kind of used her charm, I think, to get you to show up for the stupid meetings. That's probably not nice to say, but I didn't want to, you know, and you know, it was like, I want to go today, you know, and I'm thinking all this time I'm going to be able to get medical and, you know, that was what I wanted to pursue. And uh, it wasn't until I showed up to MEPS, they were like, nah, like, you got to wait a year for that. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, check this out. This 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 joint got computers. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I didn't, I'd never owned a computer. So it sounded pretty interesting to me. Uh, and I chose it and I, um, in line, lockstep with what my one Charlie Five brother talked about, um, you know, thinking I'm gonna be on the plane with the big spinny thing, you know, uh, in a flight suit somewhere. Uh, it was not a wax. It's a totally different career field. Um, as a matter of fact, when I came in, one Charlie Five was still two seven six, um, but it, it soon changed over. Like while I was in tech school. Uh, so anyway, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my story. You know, coming in, um, I'm still friends with you know my high school buddy Greg. He's in. He's a he's a lieutenant colonel now. He he did four years. Crossed over, uh, did the you know um, the um, I can't ever think of the ROTC thing, and uh, you know he's he's doing really good, and uh, he kept it going. Well, actually, we came in with uh, it was him and my my friend Latrick, and she's a major now. So they they switched it up. I, now, if I had stayed in, I would have had to have done something like that. That would have been the way to go. But I don't know if I really had what it took to to go that route. So, but yeah, man, here we are. Um, I have no regrets. Yeah, man. Um, some of the stuff you talk about, man, I, you know, for people that don't know, we talking about first seat and all that good stuff. Cause some people wasn't never in the band. Uh, I played the French horn. He played the French horn. That's some, that's one of the things we figured out, you know, and, and you know, in, in, in talking, man, because it wasn't a lot of, when I was coming up, wasn't a lot of black people playing French horn. So now I'm talking to another black dude that played French horn. It was an instrument I got pretty much tricked into playing because I wanted to play trumpet. 
when my band director was like, oh, this this mouthpiece is just too small for you, man. You need another mouthpiece. It's too big. I think they get a smaller mouthpiece. So he tricked me. He like he kept talking about the mouthpiece. <laughs> he tricked me down to getting this small mouthpiece. So you know, but but it, it, it did me well, and, and I had a lot of battles. A lot of my friends, my whole section that I that I competed with all the time. They all my friends on Facebook. So you know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, we we had we had good times, but yeah, I, I wasn't able to stay in the first seat because it was just it was good. It was good. We, it was a young cat that came in and he was like you. He ain't practiced nothing. He was like, then he came. I'm like, the hell? So I had to work even harder to try to beat this cat who never practiced, who never did anything. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, yeah. I, I understand that that pain. I was going to the Marines. Same thing. I was like, I, I said on a couple podcasts before. I like their uniforms. I like what it looked like. I want to look like that. And then dudes was like, I worked at Wacker. I worked at Win Dixon. Dudes. Was like uh who worked there was whacking hut they was like man you don't you don't want to do that man not <laughs> what you want to do everybody in the army and the marines and the navy they want to be in the air force so that kind of taught me got me in the to, to uh to going toward the air force man so yeah and the same thing with the job man when i went there out they was like firemen i'm like what the hell firefighter because what happened was i i wanted i wanted personnel i wanted mm -hmm. admin they were like all oh, the admin jobs going too fast they're going too fast you're not gonna be able to get it i think they was lying to me Really to tell you, um, to tell you the truth, because I couldn't see the computer. They was like, "Oh, they going, going." Yeah, we got police officer and firefighter. So you know, being from from Miami, I was like, "No, no, no, <laughs> no, no police officer." So I guess <laughs> the next best thing is the fire department. That, that's how I wound up as a fireman. It wasn't no same thing, you know. Just, just, we just talked about it, said, and I wound up in the fire department. So yeah, we got somewhat, somewhat kind of stories, man. Similar. What, what, uh, what, what bases? You know, you know, talk about the bases you were stationed at, because I bet you got a lot of guys listening. We're probably stationed the same place. Yeah, it's wild, man. You know, as, as small as the career field was, is uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people I haven't met, you know, um, maybe people that came before me or after me. Uh, you know, you get locked into these bases in these weird positions. Uh, it, sometimes you just don't really cross paths. Um, and of course, it's like a lot of shift work. So you just mm -hmm. may miss people that way. Um, as far as where, I uh, actually went to tech school at Tyndall. They had a small, you know, just for a specific shred, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, at tech school, it was three weeks. Perfect uh, for me, anyway. Uh, and I ended up being stationed at Tyndall first as well. So the really? unit, you remember where I and I worked together? Yeah. I didn't know you was at Tyndall, though. I didn't know you were stationed at Tyndall. I know y'all got together at Panama, but I didn't know yeah. that you was at Tyndall. I didn't know that. Well, I'm saying like after we got out and we were, you know, he got me on with North of Grumman. Yeah. After, after we separated, that was the unit I was in, exact same unit, exact same floor. So um, I was there first. That unit went guard. So I had the opportunity to go stateside to stateside and uh, ended up going to um, Barksdale. And you know that was that was cool. It was closer to home. You know what I mean. I could go home on the weekends if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had my first deployments there. So I went to um, Saudi, and then of course Panama. That's where I met Op, Op Solo. Yeah. And um, after that, I was a TDY guy. That's the only reason I got Panama is because I took every TDY I got. You know that was strong. Uh -huh. So I was fortunate enough to get Panama. Uh, then I had my first tour to Osan, and uh, of course that's where we formed Andromeda. And um, things, 
I don't know, it's just different from there. You know, once you go to Osan, you usually kind of get the base of your choice. I wanted to go back to Florida, so I ended up uh, going to Hurlburt after that. And did some moving around. I was in a couple of units. And um, I mean, it was cool until September 11th. And uh, I uh, got deployed, you know, back over to PSAB. Well, I was at uh, ESCON first time. Yeah. Deployed to PSAB. Uh, within six months, mind you, I got there and I got to Herbert in May of 2001. And of course, September 11th happened. I got TLN orders. I'm out of there. Now, here's the wild thing. Uh, when I got back, I was kind of bitter, man. Like, you know, I, I'll get into that, you know, a little bit in terms of why I, I you know, I wouldn't have stayed in or why I didn't stay in. Um, but um, when I got back, I asked my super, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm throwing him under the bus, but uh, Senior Master Sergeant Harden, yo, are we going to Iraq? Now, mind you, I just got back from the desert. I just got back from war. And I'm, I'm asking, are we going to Iraq? <laughs> no, Donnie, I don't see us. I don't see us doing it. <laughs> All <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm kind of side on All right. Yeah. The very next day, Pat, the very next day, the cat sitting next to me was gone to Iraq. Wait, nope. Here's the thing. I had orders to Osan again, but I didn't have retainability. Yeah. I extended. I extended. I took the orders like, yo, the rest of y'all can catch it. I'm out. I'm out. So I took Osan, man, and, and I knew at that point that that was going to be it for me. Uh, I didn't have any other deployments. I went to Osan and I just started kind of buying my time. And that was, uh, that was, that was it. Um, that's where I've been. Yeah, man. I did not know that you went back to Osan twice. I don't know why I didn't know that, man. I didn't know you went back to Osan twice. I don't know. I mean, what were you doing 2003, 2004? How is it that we, I mean, I, oh, I, couldn't, even, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, man. I got I got out. I got out in, in November of 2000. I went in the reserves. So I mm. jumped out of there and I went in the reserves then. I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm out. So, yeah. That's the thing about the military, though, man. It's like, you know, out of sight, out of mind a little yeah. bit. I mean, you could be the tightest in the world, like blood brothers, you know, uh, and then you, somebody PCS and it's like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I did not know that, man. And we kept pretty much in contact with each other a lot, man. I, I don't know why I didn't know that. Maybe I did at the time, but you know, I was going through stuff, getting out, transitioning too. So I probably was in my own little world, trying to figure out things for myself. So yeah, you know, what I mean, I I feel you, man. Um, yeah, man. I, I um, yeah, I didn't know you was I, when when I talked to you, you. Told me you was at Herbert. I'm like, man, you was at Herbert. I didn't know you was at Herbert, man. Um, you know, I and, and I'm and I'm. Well, kind of upset about that. I'm like, you mean to tell me I could have went to Herbert and we could have not went to Shaw Air Force Base? Because, I, you know, he talked me into going to Shaw. Mm. He did that. He's yeah. like, yeah, man, I can't work everywhere. Ain't no place I could work. You know, like, it's either she's come a couple places I go, Shaw. And I was like, well, I don't want to go no damn Shaw. He never mentioned Herbert. Because I would have picked Herbert because I was coming from McDill to go yeah. to Osan, to go you from Osan to damn Shaw. That would have been better than Shaw. Yeah, we keep... <laughs> Yeah, I would have liked that. You know, he's like, he's like, man, Shaw, like Shaw. And don't you know, the minute I put that thing on my damn, on my, on my dream sheet, I got it. Like, this is some bull. So yeah, man, I, 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 I understand. A lot of my military career stories, a lot, lot got to do with Ops, because, you know, he talked me into a lot of places, a lot of things. I'm like, what the hell, man? 
But anyway, we'll go to the next, my next question, man. How did being in the military influence how you do music? Hmm. If, if it did. Uh, well, it certainly did. I mean, I spent 10 years in the military. So uh, 10 years, the first 10 years of my adulthood in the military. Um, so I would say influence on music for one, because I was not doing music until I joined the military. Uh, you know, aside from playing in band, you know, I wasn't making any original music. I could I could play like my own ideas, but I, I just wasn't that dude, you know what I mean? Um, so it was really the exposure, exposure to uh, different cultures, different parts of the country, you know, people from all over. The first group I was in, uh, the bigger group was called Repertoire and the smaller group was called Verbal Eclipse, hence the Verbal Equinox in the song we released, Damien and I. Um, so the, that first group had cats from the Bronx. Queens, uh, Dane was a military brat from all over, you know, so I got to see how other people live and, you know, all over the country, all over the world. So um, I just, I kind of developed something to talk about, you know what I mean? And it was really being around them dudes, not like I was looking for an outlet, meeting Damien and them and just hanging out with them, I found out they did music. And it's like, well, yo, like I, 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 I can play instruments, whatever. So I kind of injected myself into that situation. And uh, what was the? I had made. I think it was Dead Presidents. I made on a keyboard, like I remade Dead Presidents on like a Casio keyboard, and they were impressed. So I just, they just kind of pulled me into the fold, man. And, I had never written a rhyme, you know what I mean? Like none of that. But this was, this wasn't like iron sharpens iron. This was a hyperbolic chamber. This was the illest cats you ever heard in all places. Now, if I'm in Panama City, that means I should have been doing some kind of booty shake music, right? Like I should have yeah. been doing some six nine, you know, uh, <laughs> ninety five South. You know, but these cats were like pure East Coast hip hop. And it didn't listen to nothing else. It didn't listen to no R&B, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no jazz, yeah. hip hop exclusive. So yeah, so that's that's kind of been the influence. And really just like I said, being exposed to different cultures has given me more to talk about. Yeah, man. So, you know, we had Black on first. Black was from Louisiana. I'm from Miami, you from Arkansas. So we had these Southern cats. I just gravitated, you know, a lot to East Coast type rhymes, man, and East mm -hmm. Coast type hip hop. I don't know, you know, it just, it just, it just. I think it's just a feeling, it, it, you know, what you feel, you know what I mean, and, and that's that. But yeah, I just, I just always felt, I felt, I felt the rhymes of the East Coast hip hop, and I think that had to do a lot for when I was coming up. You know, I think that probably got to say, you got that Run DMC shirt on, so everybody was like Run DMC, and they came from the East. So that was our, you know, our influence. It wasn't until later, you know, we had some of that in Miami. Like I talk about Luke and all that stuff. We had our stuff, but even they was influenced by Run DMC. They was like a, a rip-off version of Run DMC, but raunchy. Right, so right. Some kind of way, the East Coast was always in there. And so I think, you know, and like I said, Miami's just a mountain melting pot, man. Everybody, New York cats would come down with their shorts and Timberlands in, in hot-ass Miami. 
we didn't understand that the town like, oh, you got Timberlands on. They look like work boots. We wear work boots, you know what I'm saying? So right. it was like an anomaly when they would come down and stuff like that. It was just crazy how you got three Southern cats that's got this East Coast type of feel when we rhyme and we really we really connect with that with that feeling, you know? Uh, I got a question for you though. Were you in the in the band in basic training? Band? Yeah. I didn't know that was an option. I was really? I sang I sang the national anthem with like two, three other cats, but nah man, I wasn't in no band. That's that's crazy. That's some yeah. new stuff. That's some new stuff, man. Y'all was wearing orthopedic shoes and stuff when you came. <laughs> man, when like, you come in, you came in what, 93, 94? 93. Yeah. yeah I, I came in December 96. 93. Yeah, man. I, I had uh nah I, I was I was I was sitting I was in a regular flight at first man and they started coming around saying hey man anybody know how to play an instrument at first i was like man i'm not bothered because i was told not to volunteer for nothing <laughs> these dudes came around these these you know these ti's came around like anybody know how to play an instrument and i don't know why i did i'm like yeah i'm not play an instrument and said so, like, okay pack your shit. <laughs> hey baby pack my stuff there everybody come on we was like did we make a mistake here they moved us way across they call it alcatraz the 320 they moved us way oh, across the alcatraz out there and we had, you know, we was, in, we was in the band. I don't like to call what it's called because firemen like to have fun, what they used to call it. They like to have fun with the name. You know, it, it was called Beat and Blow. So I don't say it that much because really? I said it one day at a table with a bunch of firemen. Oh, you were in the Beat and Blow? Really? That's what it's called? That was the what the band was called? It was called the Beat and Blow. Oh, man. That was the name of it. I was like, man, so I don't really tell nobody about the beat and blow no more because they tried to, but, but man, I was so happy I did that, man. We got to practice all the time. We didn't get yelled at as much. We got to go down to the to the, uh, to the Alamo. We got to perform at the Alamo. We got all kind of food. Little nice old ladies down there. We had to perform for them. Okay, that's they enough. Us... That's enough. <laughs> 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 I, played, I, I played that bridge hard to the end. <laughs> hey, I wish I knew, brother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and when you talk about the um, other influences, man, when I met Op, man, you know, I, I didn't know nobody from Chicago. I didn't know nobody from nothing, man. And just Op was an opener for me about, you know, I know I heard this, you heard the song about the ghetto boy, like the world is a ghetto. Yeah. I was like, damn, the world is a ghetto, man. I had no idea that the world was was a ghetto like that. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and we all we had so much so much stuff in common, man. So yeah, lot, lot, I, I, my, my mind was opened up by so many people that I met. I met people from summer everywhere, and just the, that that influence and that 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 mesh of, of, of cultures, man. It was it, it's, it's a good thing for those of us who make hip hop, man. So I can and and, and, uh, and um and uh, uh and MRK said the same thing. He said the same thing when he was on same thing, you know, same uh, same way. So my next question yeah. is, how difficult was the choice? to lead the military and say, okay, I want to go out here and I want to do some music. This is for you. Um, I mean, it was, my response is about half of that. The choice to leave was easy. Um, again, you know, I did 10 years um, <clears throat> and like for once, I wanted to be in control of what happened to me. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really what it boiled down to. Like. I told you I'd come back to that, you know, when 9-11 happened, um, I had my little brother, Julian, he's actually on his way over here right now. Um, I had him in Florida with me, and that's why he's here, just like I told you he's on his way here now. Uh, he was in the 10th grade, and I moved him to Florida, got him uh, in school, got him on a football team, started making friends, started liking girls, boom, 9-11. 
I had to like, you know, I mean, I couldn't, I can't even imagine what this kid is going through. He's, his school is locked down. I'm locked down on base. We started Operation Noble Eagle in my backyard that day. I started working 12 hour shifts after already being there all day. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, uh, so I had to snatch him out of school and rush him down to Little Rock so I could head out, you know? So to me, that was kind of like, the turning point. I told you I was a TDY guy. I was always happy to take the grimiest of, of you know, uh, of deployments, whatever. Um, but now it was starting to affect family. So I'm kind of seeing the future, right? Man, what's going to happen if I get married and have kids and yeah. something? No, no. So it's like I had to make a choice. And that's really what did it. I had, you know, the, my time over there uh, during OEF to think it out, you know, and be sure that I wanted to separate. And I, I knew that was going to be it. Um, so, uh, I don't know, man, that was really it. Music was going to happen regardless. That's just, that was just part of my life. Um, by that time, by that time, let me see. Did I have gear yet? September 11th. I don't think I... No, man, I didn't get my own gear. Now that I think about it, I didn't get my own gear until 2003 before I headed back to Korea. So the only thing that made it worthwhile for me was working with uh, like B. You know, when B went to Cuba, he left all his gear with me and Asani. Oh, man. We cooked up so much craziness. Um, yeah, that was, that was quite a time. So... Yeah, it was easy. It was easy. It, was, it wasn't about music. I, you know, it would have been, that would have been a smart choice to me, you know? Um, so I just knew I wanted out. And um, I worked the last year that I was in finishing up my first solo album, you know what I mean? And, and so then it became about music and I knew I was gonna pursue it once I was getting out, but I made that decision three years before. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and, and while we talking, uh, your brother Julian, they might not know. So, Donnie Five, I, I don't know if I said it in the beginning, but Donnie Five is a cold MC, but he's also a cold producer, one of the coldest producers. So, you know, for me, you know, some people want to be like Mike. No, I always, you know, for the first time I heard Donnie, I, I want to be like Donnie. I need to get better like Donnie. You know what I'm saying? So I know he blushed, you know, he like, man, but no, it's the truth. And then his brother. So, if you think he cold, then his brother comes out of nowhere and start shooting beats. So he did a lot. We got a, a mixtape. I think I talked about it last night. The mixtape on that pit called A Quarter Water. It's, it's Purgatory featuring Donnie Five. A lot of that was produced by his brother. With real problems, the first track on the, on the, is produced by his brother, Julian. Julian is, is nasty in his own right. So he, you know, like my cousin, I didn't have a brother, but I had my cousin, my cousin Desmond. Desmond was with me all the time. Uh, Dez Tobias, shout out to my cousin, you know, 305 Dead County, again, all day. You know, uh, he, he, he picked up the rhymes. He picked up the rhymes, man. He, he just, he, he ran with that. You know, so his, his brother, it was the same way with him, but his, his brother Cole. So if you don't know, I'm here to tell you. I don't know if he got something, but we'll talk about it later. But, but his brother, yeah, his brother. I'm sure. Yeah, Jay Hobbs is trying to reemerge, man. So we'll, we'll see if, uh, if we get, a matter of fact, I don't know if we're talking about BHB album, but. We all got a couple joints from from uh, from Jay Hobbs on that. 
yeah, we are. We are gonna talk about that later. We, we, de <laughs> we definitely, we definitely gonna talk about that, yeah, man. But my my situation was like, I think I talked about it before, man. Like me and Ock was deciding we were gonna get out, not get out. You know, I went home, I went down to Miami and tried to figure it all out and stuff like that. And you know, I, you know, I don't know what the hell. I, I knew that when I first came in, when I when I saw what was going on in Miami, I know I had, no, I had to go. I had to go, but you know, like I said, you know, I, I said about Ock talking to me into a lot of things. I'm like, okay, I'm stay a little bit longer. I'm still a little bit longer and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it was all good because I got to experience a lot more stuff and it helped me grow as a man. So when I did finally get out, get out, got out that last time, I was ready to go. But yeah, it was it was it, it was mostly music for me. I knew I knew it was time to go too, because the same thing, 9-11 hit and they kept on, you know, my son was just born and the minute I get there, oh, you gotta you gotta go. I'm like, what the hell? When am I going? I just got back from Korea. So it was it was just like it was like those kind of situations, man. So I was like I, I need to I need to make a move, and it just so happens that when I was at when I was at Shaw, it was a bunch of dudes from Homestead who was there, you know, for nine eleven who was deployed to, to Shaw, and so right. I was, you know, I met up with them, and I, and they said, hey man, you can come back and work at Homestead Air Reserve Base. We got civilian jobs down there, you know. I'm like, oh, that's the first time I really thought about a civilian job. I said, well, I can go back home, I can work on music till my man I come out. And I could just be a fireman, you know what I mean? I could just do that and make a little money and and, and do shows and stuff like that. That was my, my thought. Here I am, right. what, 25 years later, you know, 20 some years later, still still a fireman. Hey. <laughs> still a civil <laughs> service fireman. It is what it is, but but yeah, man, I think we all got similar uh, uh, stories. Mark told, and Mark K told some of his stories too, man, how he decided to get out. And I think, you know, it, it's different ones, but it's, 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 it's you know, it's, it's family and music and stuff kind of intertwined in there somewhere. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so now that we've come to the fourth <clears> question, <throat> I'm gonna have to go ahead on and, and, and have a pause for the calls. So right now we're gonna pause uh, and, and check out what the DFPN network has going on, which is a lot. What's good, people? It's the homie you Mac, aka your boy. All right, there we go. That's better. Yo, so y'all caught me in the middle of listening to one of the many Dat Feeling exclusives available only to Bandcamp subscribers. To get this track along with the others, go to www.datfeeling.bandcamp.com and sign up for only $3 a month. Not only are there bonus tracks, but full albums that haven't been released to the general public and new music being added regularly. So head over to www www.dadfillin.bandcamp.com now and do what you gotta do to hear some dope music. Alright? Alright, I'm done with y'all. Back to my vibe. Okay, now that the awkward pause is over with. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. There will be a commercial in there on Spotify. Anyway, next question. <laughs> What was the moment while in the military when you felt you could pursue music full time? Um, I think I kind of already gave that away. Uh, never really. Um, you know, I was used to having a career. You know what I mean? Like a guaranteed check since two months after I turned 18. You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, I knew I had to eat before music was a priority. That was just, I feel that way today. You know what I mean? It's like, if something happens, that's usually the first thing to go. First thing to drop off. Um, so I kind of, I kind of just never really, never really uh, looked at it that way. I didn't, I didn't uh, 
I didn't start pursuing music full time until I was out for two years. You know what I mean? Like I got out in 2004 and I started pursuing music full time. I mean, I, let me back up. 2004, 2005, I started a label, you know, with two of my closest friends. Um, and we actually ended up going to London to try to, you know, shop for a deal, get something going up, going on. And that was a great experience. Um, so that was kind of the start of it. But I mean, I was a government contractor. So you get what I'm saying? Like that was still a priority was I wouldn't be over there if I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Um, when we moved here is when it changed. You know how it is. Like, well, maybe you don't know how it is. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm military dependent right now. So, so that's been the case since, you know, I got married in 2004. Yeah. And, it don't matter what you got going on. When them orders come down, you got to pack up and figure something else out on the other end. Yeah. So when we moved here, it was just like, well, we let's fill it fill it out and see what we're gonna do. So uh, I was a stay-at-home dad, and you know, I, I mean, I started working in 2006, but I had a little bit of time to kind of flex and start working on a music career. Uh, I got, uh, you know, assigned to a manager. I was doing shows, you know, and it was going really well, but that was kind of, it didn't happen until then, you know what I mean? Until we got here, actually. Yeah. Yeah, man. I know you were telling me uh, when you got out there and stuff like that, you had been doing a whole lot of stuff. I'm like, man, that sounds like good stuff. <laughs> you, you was doing with bands, you, you, you put a band together, you know, you kind of strayed away from hip hop, you know what I mean? And, 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 and you know, I, I and I was always trying to pull you back. Me and me and me and Ock was always like, we're going to trick this cat. We're going to pull him back. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm so happy that we was able to kind of pull you back. You know what I'm saying? Because you was like, we done with that. I'm just going to sing. But I'm like, man, you're one of the coldest MCs I know, man. There's no way. There's no way. I, you know, we, we got to hear these lyrics. It just, it, just, it just couldn't happen. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. So I know you was doing stuff, but still, man, I was like, we're we, we going to pull you back. And we've been pretty successful these last couple of years. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Almost exclusively, I, I barely write any songs. I mean, I got like the ones I do. Drake is on them. Well, yeah. you know, what I'm talking about Bob Drake, the original, the original Drake is original on. Original Drake. I, everybody say when I say Bob Drake, like you talking about Drizzy? No, I'm not talking about Drizzy. We're not, we're I'm not. talking about the Ice Man himself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about Drizzy. Drizzy ain't got nothing on the Ice Man, in my opinion. That's in my opinion. We gonna hear him at the end here. You gonna you gonna have a chance to hear. Yeah, the, the, the true ice man ill as usual yes sir yes sir um so i asked this question to everybody you know and i already get my answer but uh do you miss the military uh do i miss the military yes and no um my wife is still in the reserves so she's in the same career field so it's like i still kind of have a, a a taste of it i'm still tied to it you know it's still affecting my life you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> um i miss elements uh, of, of being in the military you know being around my people uh yeah. you know just i don't know man like that diversity of of, of, yeah. of people that you come across you know what i mean yeah so I, I do miss that um i moved around a lot and uh a lot 
I guess I would I would always see my friends in passing deploying all the time. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that was a, a tough thing, but it would always put me in a position to meet new people. So I always kind of somehow connected with civilians. You know, every base I was at, I usually fell into a civilian crowd. Yeah. Uh, especially again being in in units that deployed a lot. When I was at Eighth Air Force, my friends and I would be like relieving each other in you know the, in, in deployment. So we didn't really get to see each other that much. So parts of it I miss. Parts of it I definitely don't. Yeah, man, I wasn't no only place I ever seen that cat that I can remember that he was when he was one Charlie Five to see him that he went, he was TDY, was always the Panama. He was the reason he talked me into damn Panama because he was like, he was always in Panama. I was like, man, he was like, man. And when I when I was looking at orders and I told the story the other night, how, you know, how I kind of got the orders, you know what I mean, and got kind of pushed into the, you know, the, the orders, uh, you know, I was like, you need to put in for him. And I was like, okay, I wasn't sure if I was gonna get him, and something happened. And I talked about it the other night with me uh, telling I was gonna pull my gun out and shoot some folk. And I really got them orders. Them orders came quick, boy. <laughs> them orders came so fast. Get like, this cat out of here. I would go and say, let's get this dude out of here. He get him to mm. Panama. But yeah, he was always every time he. I mean, I'm going to Panama. I'm like, what? He, he, he that's the only place I ever known him to go. He, I think he deployed like once, but for the most part, his only TDY was in Panama. Yeah, I don't so, so, yeah. about any other TDYs, but that's what I'm saying same career field and i was going everywhere uh-huh and like you said same career field but i wasn't going nowhere but panama yeah you must yeah you must have been you when you say it was a, a, a tdy hall you was because he like so he went nowhere yeah he was it yeah, i could always catch up with him. when i was at bar when i left barsdale i got the plaque somewhere they said welcome back oops something <laughs> but it's like um, oh no you're leaving again you know what i'm saying <laughs> You know so, Bob Drake like that though. He man, that cat stayed TDY. He, yeah. he was another TDY Hall. Seriously, yeah. yeah. He loved that man. You know, that's my man. But man, he, he was gone too damn much. I'm like, I, I, I'm glad I, I made my choice. I'm like, I did not want to be TDY. That dog on long, man. <laughs> All right. What was one? You know, when I say this, I, I got my couple, and I, and I asked everybody, man. But I, I think this is it's always a good question, man. What was one of the most your most memorable hip hop moments while serving? Um, I've got a couple. I'm gonna tell you the most. The first one was doing a show at um, Be Out Day in Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. Now, again, remember we're an East Coast hip hop group. I'm talking about Verbal Eclipse by this time. The four of us, you know, um, that being, uh, I don't even know what these cats call themselves anymore, but my dude Riv from Queens, of course, you know, Damien, I think he went by, um, did he go by DPJ then? He, he's one of them other cats with four, five different names. Uh, Beyond Lee, uh, but anyway, and uh, of course, Junior, um, Gino, Stratus, he had a, a ton of names too. This was the Wu-Tang era, so, you know, everybody yeah. had multiple names. Uh, so anyway, we yeah, we did a show in Tallahassee after doing like, Gulf Coast shows, like small, low, low, you know, low key shows mm -hmm. in Panama City area. We did Tallahassee and that was like, it was thousands of people out there. So that was dope. So it was our first experience, at least my first experience doing something like that. And uh, totally comfortable. Cause again, like these dudes like slept in my house. Like we were always together. So we just had that, that bond. I'll say the most memorable to date 
hip hop wise. Um, same night, move on. Yeah, is what solidified Androm as royalty. Oh yeah, that's what solidified us. But the killer yeah. was my most comfortable on stage. You know, I was still an MC that could that could sing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So once I took off the you know the little silky op looking shirt and put on you know the the, the uh, was I wearing Vegeta? I can't remember. We we had I think the, you, yeah. you know, the super Vegeta. I remember that man. <laughs> but <laughs> that's where I was most com comfortable with the Tims and the boonie hat, whatever you know. Yeah. And then. And to me, I was there, and, and and plus that was my last performance there, so I have an emotional tie to that experience that's unlike any other. I still remember how I felt that that night, so uh, that was my most memorable. Hey man, yeah man, I, I had a bunch of them over there, man. I mean, I I, and I think I said it on here too, man. I was like when I went to Korea, hooked up with you know Bob Dre, you know what I'm saying. With uh, with, you know, with, with Rich Galino, we talk about dependent. I know Rich Galino. He, he, when I bring him on, he probably had that same, you know, story kind of what you got about being a dependent and stuff like that, man. But yeah, Rich Galino, uh, um, my man Shorty Pimp, you know, what I'm saying Bronx, all all these guys, man, you know, all, all the MCs, uh, uh, uh and, and you, you know, it, it was it was a it was just a breath of fresh air for me, man, because now I was someplace where I was surrounded by people that were that kind of felt the way I felt about hip hop. And we would just sit around, man, make B, I got better. Like you say, B made you better. B made me better. B taught me how to transpose. I never knew how to transpose music. My music, my loops was the same. Loop, oh, <laughs> oh, and oh. If you listen to the encouraging, it was, it was more loops than anything. But he's like, look, man, you got to do it like this. You got to flip it. You know what I mean? He, he, he taught me a whole lot on that on that court, on that court, Triton. He taught me a lot, man. So. You know, it was, it and it was like this. He had a, he had a, uh, he had to roll the next beat. Yeah, but he, 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 next, yeah, he did. He showed me how to work on the trike. He was like, look, yeah. you know, he, he got on my trike and showed me how to work my trike. He yeah. is a musical genius. Like I, I got lazy, Pat. Like I would go to him for harmonies. Like the way that he wrote harmony parts once I started singing. So like, yo, what he did with that last joint, I need that again. So what I had to do was start thinking what would B do. So that's how I started to be able to write my own harmonies. But yeah, that dude is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sent me, you know, the last time I got, you know, we try, we still try to get B to do stuff. Hopefully, well, you know, we're going to get B in the future to do some more stuff. But I'm, I think I'm the last guy to get B to do something. Yeah, probably. You know I got him on Sweet Dreams. The video was out there, YouTube, Sweet Dreams, you know, Conscious Rhyme. Check it out. That's my man B. Uh, 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 and, and uh, my other partner, they 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 on there combined. You know, I I thought it would just be by itself, but it, no, it was a, a combination. But it sounded good though. Yeah, the last time I got B to do anything, you know, what I'm saying my man was like uh, uh, Charles. Can't think his last name right now, man. But first name Charles. You know, what I'm saying? So, but he's my he's a good friend of mine on on, on Facebook though, man. But it, but he was on there, and it was, you know, and he he came out and shot the video with me too, man. So that that was that was a good thing, man. But yeah, B B is a very talented singer you know a uh, musician but it's just hard to get beat of you know the, the, this is come on man let's just happen but sweet dreams i got him on sweet dreams he, right. he, can't, he can't run from that and it was a dope song too so it was yeah man so that that, that was a good thing that was that was straight man yeah that, that was some of my moments too man i mean korea was just like man i mean i i i, I we talk about panama a lot you know I, I you know i don't think we were really kicked it in panama like that i think i know you was doing your thing i think you work with op but that's pretty much it 
But I met I met uh and and I mean I don't have I won't go too far into that. I mean maybe we'll save it for like an interlude on the album or something. <laughs> but me and I've had a weird uh first meeting. Uh I first of all I was like kind of going through a transition. You know, I left Panama City with the you know two two sizes too big jeans and Tim's to like wearing dress shoes, like listening to alternative music. And I was, uh -huh. man, I had switched so many things around, but my our, our mutual friend, Monica, had talked me up some, she was talking so much trash to Op about me. I didn't even know. But so when I ran into him, he felt like he had to try to mow me down. You know what I'm saying? That, that was him, uh, that was him back then. <laughs> man, I was, I was so GQ. I, I was, I had some, like some lettuce slacks on pad, like, you know, I, I rolled in the club and this dude tried to battle me and he was using like military jargon, like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, man, this is lame in my head. I'm saying this. And I just, I was like, dude, look at me, man. Like, you know, you see me like dressed up, like that's how you trying to kick it. I walked off on dude and Sneaky Fox was with him and man, they clowned me so hard. You know, Puff, Puff Daddy looking, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like they had no idea who they were dealing with, man. Uh, and Monica was so mad because I didn't just go in on him. I I did. I pulled a KRS sneak attack on him. I, I hit Sneaky Fox. I called him up. I said, "Hey, Monica, transfer me to Sneaky Fox." <laughs> he worked at Intel, you know, next door. I know. I, I know Sneaky Fox well. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't even a rapper, but I had to let him have it. I had to let him know what he was, you know, what who what he was challenging, what kind of bear he was. He wasn't poking. He wasn't poking a, a like a little brown bear. He's poking a polar bear. Polar bears eat people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, and the same thing happened to Op. I called him when he was on position. I'm off, chilling, you know what I'm saying? Like drinking some Corona or something. You know, I called him while he had to behave himself. And uh, <laughs> uh, I remember I, I kicked I kicked some rhyme, man. I, I I played a beat, and I didn't get the reaction I thought I was gonna get from Op. He was, he, you know, it wasn't no hating. It wasn't no. no. Uh, like, oh, I got to come back, you know, or try to snap back on, on position, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he was like, yeah, we got to work together. And that was it. That changed everything. It changed my opinion of him, you know, and we didn't do anything there. Y'all used to have ciphers and I never showed up. I just, it wasn't my thing, you know, yeah. down, down in Panama, man. But yeah. um, but when we, when we saw each other in Korea, it was like, yo, this is it. I mean, and... and I had done I had done no music before that. I had written he Heaven and Earth, and uh, I had a track I produced for it over at L's house. That was the one track I had that I uh, produced uh, at uh, Lyrics' house, and that was it, man. So yeah, that's that's our story. I said I yeah. wasn't gonna get to it, but I did. No, no, no. Yeah, you, you good, man? Because because man, that damn you talking about Sneaky Fox, but Sneaky Fox was a trip. That boy, that boy, you know what I'm saying? Him and I got more fights. I'm like, man, what? I was like, where y'all fight? What was I? You're like, oh, you, you was at uh, you was at work. I'm like, man, how many fights y'all can't? What, what, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? Them dude. Yeah, man. He, he, yeah, a lot, lot of stories about them too, man. You probably good to stay away from them too when they were together. They got to get their sauce in them, boy. They, they was they was on something, something, something different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But yeah, man. Uh, um, yeah, I was like that, man, back then. I mean, you know, he he was he he was you know he he was kind of rough. And I think he rubbed people because when I first met him, he was standing to my door with Chuck. 
my boy Chuck, you know, Cook, he's standing there, like I, I said before. I thought this cat, he's sitting there all swole up, looking at me. And I'm a little skinny, 135. I'm like, you know, what the hell? This cat, he, he didn't say nothing. He just mean mugging me. And then, you know, later on, he got he ain't even like that. He's easy going, you know what I'm saying? Smart dude, cool dude and stuff like that. And we just really got to kick it and get real tight with each other after that, man. So, yeah. And he, and he, you this know, was at Tyndall? This is at Tyndall, man. This is at Tyndall. I, I, was, I was watching you talk about that on a previous podcast. And what year was this? This was 19. I got there in June of 1996. See what I'm saying? Like, I didn't leave Tyndall until July of 97. That's crazy. All of a sudden, I never met Chuck. I didn't meet Chuck until what? I didn't meet Chuck until Osine. And then me and Chuck both ended up being stationed. He was at um at Eglin while I was at Grover. So yeah. we hung out a lot there. Went to the gym. He knows my little brother. He he would watch my little brother when Noble Eagle started. You see what I'm saying? After mm -hmm. September 11th, when I had to work them freaking 12 hour shifts. So Damn. yeah, man, that's crazy. Small world known each other all this time yeah man me and chuck we was tight man we used to clown each other so hard we everybody the clown corey and chuck, chuck. Wild, man. oh my god boy that's a wild boy we had so much fun that for it you know that's the only thing that made being at tindall bearable i hated Tindall. i hated it the only thing that made it bearable was them dudes man them dudes we <laughs> laugh we had fun i mean we, we got so many stories that we laugh about you know what i mean uh, and he would and you know chuck you know you look at me from texas Little town in Texas and stuff, you like, man, this can't look like no hip, you know, man. But that dude is hip hop savvy. He know more hip hop. He was the one that introduced me to Shookles. He was like, yo, check that. He he got me on Mob Deep. I really wasn't on Mob Deep to all Chuck, man. No, Mob Deep, Mob Deep. I'm like, man, where you from in Texas, man? You get out of here, man. <laughs> Ain't you from the same town? Clean, clean. Where is clean Texas? He's like, I'm from clean. I'm like, man, where is that at? But that cat hooked me up with, with that Shookles boy. And, and and I've been anytime I we got something new, we, he he's a tester. You know, I said it. What you think about this, Chuck? Chuck will let you know. Like yo, y'all, y'all boys fire, man. So it's just a small world like that, man. But I, I love Chuck is a good dude, man. I mean, really humble. The first dude, Chuck is the first dude I met on active duty in the military that I connected. Was the first dude. Not, it wasn't because it wasn't really op at first. Op was just looking at me mean mugging. It was Chuck. <laughs> It was Chuck, and then me and, and then Op was down the way. Our boy, I ain't had nobody to kick it with, so me and him just started kicking it more and more and more, and that's how me and him got to be tight. Yeah. yeah. But we got a lot of stories, man. Like, you know, we started talking about Panama, boy, Lord have mercy. I don't know if you was doing what we was doing in Panama. I don't know. <laughs> you say no? <laughs> Everybody else was doing Yo, it was, it was like, you would only get pulled over if you did something that you know, uh, the cops could get some money out of you for, like yeah. driving drunk was not an issue, and unless you need to get on base, then it's a problem. But I mean, I stayed downtown, so man, no, that was wild. I know, man. I, I mean, I, we we got stories. We done, we man, we done made so many songs. I got a song on the encouraging called called Panama. We just did did the Panhandle joint. You know what I mean? We got, I'm, I'm giving away too much, man. We got. We got too much. We got too much about to drop, man. Too much good music about to, about to hit out there, man. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, let me let me, let me get to the next question, man. Um, what um uh, what obstacles did you face as an artist when you were trying to be an artist in the military? You know, you, that could be somebody trying to stop you from doing shows or, or something like that. Um, the only thing I really like at my first base when I started, uh, like actually doing shows with uh verbal eclipse was a, the, we were the only ones that did a show together 
since I was around anyway. Uh, my unit like supported me. Like I had like coworkers that would show up to my shows, but it didn't change the nature of my work. You know, uh, I worked at a hardened facility. Like, like so, shift work was the biggest obstacle. This episode is brought to you in part by Audio Swim. Go to audioswim.com today and upload your tracks for as little as $5 a track. Premier Element UAE. Go to www.premierelement.com and get your representation. They don't do just music, they do sports as well. And also, get the plugs. Go to www.gettheplugs.com. Enter in code INT15 on checkout and you will get a 15% discount. Oh, and you don't have to pay for them up front. They also accept Suzzle. Now back to the show. Uh, you know, missing gigs and opportunities because of that. And that was always the case, even in Korea. You know, stuff I just had to miss because I was a ship worker. Um, yeah. The only other obstacle was with the people, you know, some of the people I work with. Uh, unmatched work ethic and dedication. And the truth is, is not everybody's built that way. I've learned to just kind of go with the flow. Uh, I think I like in your, in your, like when you're on, you're like, I'm talking about mostly like Op. Yeah. Op is on the level. When he's on, it's, it's hard to match him. Like you're probably the most consistent person I've ever worked with, uh, you know. And and I mean, but honestly, man, it's like Andron was, man. We were some cutthroats. Like, yeah. Like we literally gave like group members ultimatums. Yo, if you're gonna be on this album, you need to produce. Like, you know what I'm saying? Look, <laughs> deadlines. Like, like we were signed or something. So that's why I know I can count on y'all, dudes. And obviously. Mm-hmm working with Vi Slim, uh, VS turned stuff around, man. And that's, that's just the relationship we have. It's almost yeah. like, yo, let me, let me, he, I'm going to surprise him. You know, he gonna wake up in the morning and, and see this joint and we just build so fast. So yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like working with, I like working with him too, man. You know what I'm saying? I like working with him. He just, a, he, I don't think he know his own, I don't think he know how cold he is in his mind. I think he just be right. You know, he just do his thing. He just don't really know, and then when we was in Korea, I was like, "Man, you, you, you hard, man. I mean, if you, 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 I mean, you tight. You a tight MC, but I, I just don't think sometimes mind you know, huh? There's so much stuff I, I want. Like it's like I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. If you heard this stuff, now, Pat, when you hear, it, all I want to say is like I don't encourage anyone to do anything that inhibits their ability to make you know uh, conscious decisions, but you might want to like open up some bourbon or something before you listen to this BHB album. I'm warning you. Wait. I'm warning you. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, this dude is... I mean, obviously, to have a whole album with me on pretty much every other track, and I'm being a yeah. little bit cocky saying that, but no. why would you get on a song with me unless you can get on the level? And this, I'm going to put it this way. You're going to hear Gimp 2 first, and he sets it. So, I can't wait. I can't wait because I already know how Dre, I, you know, I already know how he get down, man. I, 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 I expect a lot. He like our little brother, man. I mean, he, he, we had to yank it back. And him and Bronx got the, together, you know what I'm saying? Him and Shorty Pimp got together. It was 
It was bad day. Let them dudes go get somebody. They want to fight the whole club. I'm like, yo, man, y'all the shortest dudes in here. Y'all the littlest dudes in here trying to fight everybody in the doggone club, man. But yeah, he, he done calmed down a whole lot, man. Me and Drake done had some real deep conversations, man. We we don't work together, you know, on, on a few things, man. But I, I know y'all kind of started working together at one point. And I'm just happy to see it come back around where y'all where y'all working together like that, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, because I know he deployed and that ended the, the project we were working on. So like you said, we're both out now. We got we got the time and we're loving it, man. Our families are involved. It's dope. Yeah, man. I, I love it, man. I love I, I like it, man. Cause I I heard some of the stuff you had because he came down to, to my crib in Atlanta to record a lot of that stuff. He came down there and recorded it. But I don't think he just wasn't there, man. Cause he had y'all had all this dope music. I'm like, man, what you doing with this dope music? What you finna do? Nothing. It's it's still I still got it. I still got all that. You know, the, the, all the stuff he came with, you know, Julian that gave me some beats, all that stuff, I still got it on my hard drive. When he just, just came and recorded, and that was it, man. But yeah. I'm glad y'all working together. I'm glad you and I working together. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, we Andromeda, man. Like, you know, the, 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 I'm, I'm here to, uh, with with, uh, with that feeling now. And I talked about it last night on, on, the, on, the, on the podcast with them dudes, man. I was like, look, man, this is my crew. We Andromeda is is a crew. They know, they know it's, it's, it's a lot of camaraderie. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to see everybody succeed. You know what I mean? I'm here doing this. And who on, who been on my show for the most part the last couple? You know, I've been making sure I look out for my brothers. If you don't know, this man did the intro beat for the show. When you hear it on spot, when you hit it on um hear it on Spotify, when you hear it on on on, on um on, on Google Play, this this is man. He's the one. He he did that beat for me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean we 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 a family. And, and we want to see each other succeed. So my success is his success, and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? So him and Op, Heaven and Earth, dope, cold. You know what I mean? Cold music. Him and him and um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the Bayonet Brothers, the Bayonet Hill Brothers. We gonna talk about them. I mean, that's gonna be that. You know, the, the song we gonna play at the end is a Bayonet Hill Brother song. So yeah, man, it's 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 just, it's just a lot going on, man. It's, it's dope stuff. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Before I get into the next question, man, I gotta. I've always telling the story about when y'all were, were, were right stayed up all night making music and just made it to take y'all staff side test and then y'all made it. You gotta tell the story. Gotta tell it on here. Gotta hear. I can't remember what <clears throat> what song we we're working on. I don't know if it was "Move On," but I mean that was so intricate. At least for us at that stage in our lives. Yeah. Um, but I know that we had stayed up working on a song. We weren't just kicking it. That's all we ever did was we watched Kung Fu Flicks and we wrote. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we were up late. I don't even know if we went to bed. It ain't like we just woke up late. You get what I'm saying? We were yeah. still working. And I actually put that in. What's the song, Pat? You just broken glass. Yeah. I was like, yo, ah, we almost missed our ride flagging Odyssey to Iliad's almost missed the Odyssey, bad philosophy. So it's like, the crazy thing is, if you know how it was, you had to call a cab. You had to call a yeah. cab. Uh -huh. We just happened to find one that, I guess the people weren't there. Like, we literally made it with like seconds to spare. You know, they locked them doors, you're done, it don't matter. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. And y'all made it. That's the thing, both of y'all got promoted that year. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I had to, he he talked about that story like me was up doing, you know, because you know, 
if people don't know who was stationed with Op Man, know how man that cat that cat about his uniform, man. That dude uniform, like he just slept in it all night long. He get his act was two sizes too small. He just sit on his head. Be like, yo, man, you know what I'm saying? He didn't get that. Right. His uniform be extra tight. His boot be they be so scuffed they white. That cat ain't right. shine his boot ever, ever. He didn't start shining oh, his boot and start doing better until he made staff. Up until that right. point, man, that cat be it like he folded up his his hat and he just had it crumble up and he sit on his head. You know, you know I ain't lying, right? No, I know. I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> His hat be small on his head. That cat already got that Molotti head. You know what I'm saying? He got more head than body. And he got his <laughs> hat in his head. <laughs> he just not start wearing hats. Because forever that cat would not wear a hat. Like, yo, you gonna put... No, nah, man, I don't wear no hats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now he finally start wearing a hat. But them hats be so small on his head, man. So it was, it was just good to see him make staff, man. Because I guess they saw me. I was the staff sergeant over there. I had my own room. I had my mm. own spot. People be calling shorty pimp, you know, people let me calling me to, to try to get to my room and stuff like that. I'm like, man, get out of here, man. It just, it just <laughs> was wild, man. It, 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 everybody, I was up on that hill. Everybody had roommates but me. I was the only dude out of the crew that didn't have a roommate. Wow. So yeah, I got, yeah, I guess that, he, I guess he was like, yeah, I'm happy I'm making staff now. So I, yeah, he tell that story all the time. I think it's funny as hell, man. That's one of my favorite stories from y'all. Yeah. Right, let, let, let me get to the next question. Let me see what the next one is. Um, what did you like about the military, and what did you least like about the military? Um, the most was the camaraderie. I mean, that's why we're here today, right? Um, because of that, um, that that I had to learn about. But it was a sense of honor that I went in with. You know what I mean? That I was doing something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. um, and you know seeing the world i think everybody probably feels that way if you actually got to see the world um and then again just going back to that diversity of friends that i made you know all creeds colors walks of life uh -huh. uh, i'm talking about all like even in the military all like don't ask don't tell you know, yeah. <laughs> you know uh, i'll say that story for another day who my crew was when me and chris were uh you know like like dating, I don't yeah. know. Dating, I mean, we went on one date and then we were just together. Yeah. But, but yeah, I have to tell you that story, you know, some other time. But um, anyway, what I like the least, same thing I like in corporate America, politics, um, the mission, moral dilemma type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Where you got this internal struggle that you yeah. know something is going against what you believe in in terms of the mission. And it wasn't one of those things where I ever questioned it, you know, uh, I did my job. I never held back like, oh, this is wrong. You know, there's a certain kind of conditioning that we all had to go through to believe in what we we're doing. Uh, so I don't have any regrets about that. But that that was probably what I liked the least, the you know, the politics and everything that surrounded that. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think some of the same stuff, man. I think a lot of that. The politics in the military and the politics as, as it started going up the ranks. I, I think I said it last night. I mean, it was times, man, I, 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 when, when whenever my friends would make master sergeant, like oh, when he made master sergeant, they asked me something. I told him, I say, look, man, don't believe the hype. Because it's easy once you start making rank to not understand that, 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 that there's politics involved. And if you start believing the hype, you'll lose sight of the fact that it is politics. It right. is politics. You know what I mean? You got to know how to maneuver 
to get to 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 certain you know certain things and whatever and when you start thinking okay yeah man they telling me i'm the greatest then i'm the greatest they're like yeah we telling you the greatest but we behind your back trying to stab you in your back to get mm -hmm. somebody else who we really think is the greatest to where you are exactly so yeah man that's that's what i had to you know so yeah it, it's a lot of politics in that man and, and i think you know uh you know all the way up all the way to uh, when i got to the pentagon man same thing man it don't never change it I just got to the Pentagon and I said, I'm at this damn pit. And that's when I decided to retire, man. I, you know, I had some stuff on my knees too, man, running and all. But that, but my real reasoning, because I got up there and I saw some stuff and I was like, man, this is it. These dudes, all these dudes with all this power sitting in damn cubicles. Mm. Cubicles. Right. I mean, do I want to sit in no windows? Might somebody have, you'd be so happy to see a window. And if you get to a window, you're looking at somebody else across the way or looking at a brick wall. I right. would just walk around, man, sometime in the Pentagon just to walk around, man, because I used to be so, uh, it's horrible, man. I, was really, like, I couldn't wait to leave. I was like, you know, this is all this excitement. It's like once you get to that point, you're like, man, really? And it's just more politics, more nonsense. So, you know, it's prestigious to say you did all that, but you ain't nobody missing nothing, man. I mean, it's people put on their pants the same way. They go to work, they laughing and joking the same way. Only difference is you go to your job, you probably got a window, and they looking at a brick wall out the window. Right. No, I'm straight. I'm saying I'm straight. I'm, the people are like you want to go back. No, I do not want to go back to the Pentagon ever, man. I'm good. Do I miss the military? No, I'm good. You know what I'm saying <laughs> while we on that note, I, 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 you know, all y'all want Charlie Five Cats, man. Y'all some brainiacs. I said the other day, you know, what I'm saying black, black. He does the podcast. He, he, he set this all up. We up here talking. Black yeah. set that up. I did not set this up. So he set this up. You know, damn, uh, I'm solo want to be a damn, he, he's a damn physics major. I'm having trouble doing, you know what I'm saying, doing coefficients, co you know, for, for damn uh, water water pressure for, as a fireman. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. having trouble doing that. And y'all cats got these brains in. So I just want people to know where you work at now. Where I work now? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm a, I, I work everywhere, man. Like for one, I mean, my nine to five is, uh, I'm a content developer for Intuit. Um, you know, <laughs> that's it. what I'm trying to get at right there. Yeah, uh, I you love the TurboTax people. That's what you right. Think. Yeah, I love that. Um, but you know, of course, my wife and I own our own uh, clinic and med spa, so that's okay. kind of where the rest of my like time I have to put in goes to. So that's yeah, you know man. a lot of the same stuff. The the back-end stuff you know my degree is in business so yeah um really just making sure everything runs the way it should yeah man well when you said that the other day you just and it's you know y'all funny man all y'all y'all one charlie five dudes just trip me out hype when y'all say stuff you just rolled it off your tongue the other day like into it and it's like google i was like Did this dude just say he worked for turbo tax people <laughs> I, I didn't care you you said it so slickly when you said it i was like this dude just said he worked for turbo tax what <laughs> and the same man, man, dog, uh, uh, I be doing the same thing. He's like, yeah, man, I'm, um, I'm a do physics major, man. He be talking about, his, you know, all. This. I'm like, what? Physics? I can't even spell <laughs> physics. <laughs> you doing what? <laughs> and then <laughs> same thing with, with, with black. I'm like, man, y'all, y'all some brainiacs, man. That's that's all I'm gonna say. The dude Mac who's on the show, like, he, he's a one Charlie five man. So I'm surrounded by one Charlie fives. All this that feeling stuff. All this one Charlie Five pretty much dripping. Crazy. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That smoke pit last night, bunch of one Charlie Fives in there. So Damn. I'm like, y'all about to have another one on. So I don't know if it's the one, I'm, I don't know if it's a, a, a curse or a gift to have the one Charlie Fives on, but we're going to 
we taking over. <laughs> taking over, I can see, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me see. So, you know, and I'm sure I know this question, but I'm gonna let you answer it. Um, do you, uh, do you, did you, or do you put any experiences from the military in your songs? To this day, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think what's the song. It's a joint. It's a joint. Um, I don't want to give too much away. It's coming up on a BHB album uh, where I put something in there about us, like talking about y'all cats, dress right dress. Like, you know, y'all are all at my side. You know what I'm yep. saying? So yeah, I mean, it, it, it. Even this long after being active duty, um, even to this day, the personal experiences, you know, the military jargon, all that stuff is still a part of it. Yeah, 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 man. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, I do it. I do it all the time. I know Op is notorious for it. He oh, tells his whole life story in his music. You know what I'm saying? And it's always about the military because, like I said. You guys, you and him, y'all came in the military when y'all were like 17. I was like 21, 22 when I went in, in the uh, military. So I had been around for a while. So I had other experiences. So when I was rapping about things, sometimes it would go over people's head. They're looking at me like, what are, what are you talking about? But you know, I was I, I was living in Miami. I had my, had, a, had a girlfriend, I had a baby. You know, so I think I was the only one. I had a baby. Nobody had no baby to take care of. Right. Me. I'm like, you know, take care of that and stuff like that. So my experience- None that we claimed anyway. <laughs> huh? None that we knew about our <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, man, we it, it was it was you know, you know, I, it was so much, man. Of, of that, I lost, I almost lost my train of thought. You said that it made me laugh, made me lose my damn train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, I lost my whole train of thought. Uh, um, what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know, man. Old man memory. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna leave that. Alone. <laughs> I'm gonna say it if I lost my train of thought with. <laughs> we'll move on to the next question, man. Um, what were some of the lessons you learned in the military? And if you could do it again, what would you have done different? Um, I think one of the first lessons I learned was way late. Uh, learn how to play the game. I know that's probably mm -hmm. the common denominator that everybody in hindsight uh, wishes they had picked up sooner. But that's all. I mean, if I if I could have learned that as an airman, I think I would have done better, you know, because I was still that that like overachiever. I just yeah, it didn't. You know what I mean? I didn't apply myself, man. Um, the other thing is uh, in my, my last office, I was the uh, NCOIC of um, airspace scheduling mm -hmm. and this major I work, the major I work for um, told me quote uh when you get your own air force you can make your own decisions and like i was kind of being reprimanded for for not agreeing with somebody who outranked me but that was his response I was like you know what you're right i couldn't argue with it so i just resigned to the fact that i was short i was going to be getting out soon and i was going to start building my own air force mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh, essentially and i don't know i wouldn't do anything different about that I just, I had to learn that it wasn't my Air Force. Not like, you know, I didn't have pride in it and I still made sure that, you know, my troops stayed in line, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I did feel a sense of ownership from that perspective, but meaning 
it wasn't mine. It would never be mine. I could be chief master sergeant of the Air Force. I could be, you know, five star general and it wouldn't be my Air Force. I'd still be answering to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, so I needed to get my own, you know, my own thing. And that's what I started doing after I left there. Yeah, man. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I realized people was like, well, you were in the reserves. I, I realized that active duty was not active mm-hmm. duty is for some people it was not for me it's for Ot. that's what Ot went knew he went back he, he he retired that's what he wanted to do he went back as an agr he knocked that out that was not for me because i realized i went active duty the last time i, I you know because i went active duty several times man in reserve i was pretty blessed that i was able to go and do long tours active duty and i accumulated a lot of points and accumulated a lot of a lot of stuff that, that helped me out when i was doing my va stuff and so i was to hear these episodes completely ad-free, go to www.patreon.com slash podcast. Subscribe today for as little as $3 and you will get all these episodes ad-free. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash podcast. Now enjoy the rest of the show. blessed to be able to do that but the first time i went on active duty but when i when i was on that i had trouble i was like man this you know i had troubles with people and i i, I think things was going good and i look around like damn i got trouble man. I got, you know what i'm saying and then i right. then I, I got out the military went to the reserve went back active duty again as an agr for two more years and i'm like man hey go i had same kind of stuff again i'm like man same kind of stuff like you know i realized man that that's just not for me man and then the last time i went it wasn't a bad experience you know, because I, I, I didn't do that long. I did a couple months, like nine months in the Pentagon. I was up there. I was, I was up at the, I was at the Pentagon, period. But I had to go do nine months of the tour up there, man. And it still wasn't bad. But I realized I just, it's just not for me, man. I just, I, I like being my own person. I like doing my own thing. I like putting the uniform on. I enjoyed that. But I didn't want to do that full time because I felt like anytime, you know, I didn't have no say. If I wanted to tell somebody to go, you know what I'm saying, go kick rocks, I, I'm going to go to jail. Or they're going to kick me out and put some handcuffs on me. And some dirt dudes deserve for you to go tell them to kick rocks. Right. And I couldn't tell them to kick rocks. But I know I only got to deal with you part-time. I go see you for a minute and I'm going home. That's how and I'm looking end, at it. They're um, at the end. The Air Force changed, man. Like, they're at the end. The end for you. The Air Force changed. Like, you couldn't. Like, when we're coming up, man, you could get drop kicked. You know what I'm saying? But you could you have to watch how you talk to somebody six ranks below you that's mind-blowing you know yeah. like is yeah. this the military still it's different i talked about that last night it was laughing at me and i was telling him i was like man when i was in at Tyndall uh, air force base I-, I told him i never experienced racism so i went to the damn air force miami wasn't no racism like that everybody got along everybody loved each other it was never like that and I, you know, now I won't say we love, but but it wasn't that kind of racism. Like I said, mm-hmm. I, the Dukes of Hazzard, to me, was the Dukes of Hazzard. I didn't know anything about the Confederate flag. Didn't care. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I would tell them, I say, man, you know, got to my first my first base, and, and, and I'm experiencing all this 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 uh this stuff that I never experienced before, and I didn't know how to I didn't even know how to how, how to react to it, how to adjust my mind uh, to 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 it, man. And and, and you know, if, if I could go back out of anything that would be one of the things that if i could go back and i could change that i didn't have to experience because that was experience i just didn't need that i wind up getting you know what i'm right. saying and so you know yeah man i mean the military no i was saying well with my when i was when i was at a uh, at Tindall, man i was talking about it the other night man when i was at Tindall, 
Uh, um, so I got a, you know, I, I kept going through things, man. I know about it. I kept going through things with these dudes at work, changing channels, getting rid of BT, doing all this stuff, and you know, and, and and doing all these little things to me, man. So one day, I told, I, I said, I gotta go see the first sergeant. I went to the first sergeant. I went and talked to the first sergeant. I was like, look, I said, look at man. He was, he was, he was, he was training somebody. I said, look, man. I said, I'm about to go in here to the fire department. I'm about to shoot everybody in the damn fire department. They all gone. <laughs> the first sergeant looked at me. He was like. <laughs> he was trained. I, I think it would have been worse had it had not been somebody that he was training. So he was training the dude, man. And so, you know, so he, he let me get away. And he said, baby, he said, I'm going to send you to mental health. I seen you to mental health. I had put in for orders for Panama. Many orders for Panama came so fast. And my point with saying that is, like you said, you, you could get, and they was laughing last night. It's like, man, you can't do it in the new airports. Man, they kick you out. No, nah, they, you could. I went in there when he was, he was training another dude. And I said, I'm about to kill everybody at the fire department. <laughs> I said it just like that. I don't even think it. And then they, they, when I went back to the fire department, they were like, hey, man, the, the, the colonel, he went to tell you, say, man, look, do not speak to Airman Wilcox. Don't say a word to Airman Wilcox. Leave him alone. Don't say nothing. Because I was straight up, I was straight up crazy. But that's the point, man. You can't do that stuff. You know, dudes get drunk now. You know, you, you we knew not to go through the gate. You no, know, now these dudes, they just roll through the gate. I'm like, why would you roll? Because they don't have nobody like us or, or you know, how we was saying, hey, man, stay at the house. Don't go through the gate. Like I said, a lot of that stuff, I wish I didn't have the experience. I'm happy that I did experience it. But at the end of the day, man, it, it was it just it's just crazy. I mean, <laughs> some of the stuff I, I I got away with then, I know I can't get away with now, and nobody could. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got we, we yeah. A lot of things I would do different, man. You know, a lot of things I, I would change. I wouldn't change a lot, but I, I would change a, a, a some. Uh, let's yeah. see. Uh, uh, what advice would you give artists that are in the military right now? Um, treat it like college, you know, um, if you, if you go to college, like on a track scholarship, I mean, yeah, you may make it to the Olympics, but ultimately use that as a springboard, you know, yeah. something else. If you're in the military, there's only benefits that follow you. So use it that way to feed whatever it is that you plan on doing. So if you're if you're going to get get out, be sure and realize that your success as an artist may require you to separate. So just weigh it out. That's the only thing I, I would say is weigh it out. And if you can make it to where some kind of transition, like, you know, if you're going to go civil servants, you know, have a job lined up, you know, have some something set up where you already got an opportunity in music before you get out. That's what I would tell them. Yeah, man. Um, and, and yeah, I, I would tell them the same thing. When I got the military, I was going down. I had took the, the, the test but for Miami-Dade Fire Rescue. I'm like, well, I'm going to go be working for Miami-Dade Fire Rescue. And I went down there and I fell miserably. <laughs> on, on the I thought I was just fireman. I was just gonna, man, I fell miserably on that damn, on the physical agility part, man. I just, horribly. I was like, man, because I wasn't expecting all that. And I didn't really train like I should have trained to make it happen. So at that point, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. It just so happens that, like I said, I met some guys from Homestead. I put, I kept putting in, but they didn't hire me right away. Then it just so happened while I was down there, they picked me up. So that's how that's how that happened, man. But I would tell people like you tell, be prepared, have a plan because you don't have no dental care once you out. You out. We used to go into the dentist whenever you want to. When you're in the military, as a matter of fact, they make you go to the dentist, and if you don't go, they write you up. You know, you can get kicked out for not going to the to the dentist. Yeah. When you out, 
you got to pay for that stuff yourself, man. All the medical stuff, everything. You have a baby, you got to pay for all that. It's free in the military. So be prepared for whatever you want to do. If you want to do music, if that's what your drive is, start preparing yourself now for what you're going to do in, in the future. Just know, like, like, like MRK said when he was on, he was like, hey, man, it costs money. And you ain't got no dope money. Cause just like he said, I'm just gonna put it, make it real. Like like my man Mark said, I think that me and Donnie and Op Solo, Bob Drake, Rich Galino, I think we all could be top 10 MCs like anybody else. But guess what? We ain't dope boys. We just dudes working, taking care of families, trying to make money, trying to trying to make it happen. We could be a lot, we could we could be a lot uh, uh, bigger if we had that kind of that marketing machine behind us. We're not the Jay-Z's. We didn't go out there, you know, and make no money. So that's the thing. If you're an artist in the military right now, you get ready to get out, you got to have that money, man. You got to and, and, and understand that, like I said, that got to pay for all the dental, everything that you got to pay for, you got to pay for it when you get out. So just be prepared for that and have a plan. So I'm with you on that, man. That's that's, that's some good advice. No doubt. Um, next up, you know, we're going to get to some. So I, these my, my my these last couple of some of my, my, my favorite ones. So I, I wanted to ask you this, and I know you probably are, I, you know, I kind of, kind of, kind of cheated. I gave, I gave you, the, gave you some of the answers, so <laughs> you should know what I'm gonna ask. Anyway, um, what music production program, Dolls, for those those don't know, Dolls, uh, uh, do you love the most? We, now we both work for reasons. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, and we got our own thing about uh, this came about. I'm gonna let you answer, but my cousin. He's, he's like all about pro i think i was telling you he's all about pro tools and pro tools he's, they let me look at this thing he was doing all the people they everybody every big studio you go to they do pro tools but you know me and you have been with, with reasons for a long time you know i know you work with some other stuff but but you know I, I i like reasons i know you like reasons but but go ahead um i'm gonna answer this in a way that quest would answer it uh my favorite thing is not living in a box you know, mm. as you know, I play seven different instruments. I got yeah. four different kind of guitars, you know, in my in my closet. So I don't want to be bound to one way of doing anything. And I like having options. I like having too much to work with so I can, you know, figure something different out every time. Mm. So, I mean, having said that, I need I just need something to capture like what I'm putting into it well. And, um, you know, I use a lot of different stuff together, like uh, Reason Studios is my primary and all the like bigger name stuff is cool. But those are not production suites, you know, unless you're talking about like a Fruity Loops or Ableton, you know, where they're production suites for you to make music, to create music. Uh, Pro Tools is a place to um, you can, but it's just not intuitive. It's not really practical to create music in those platforms. Um, so Logic is where, you know, I do all my mixing and mastering. It's just better engine, you know what I mean? Um, but in terms of, now if I'm tracking, tracking always in Logic. Vocals, uh, guitars, you know, any anything where the signal starts outside, I usually track in uh, Logic. But I've been using Reason since, you know, it's in, in incarnation, like since it was, you know, like since 1.0. Yep. So <laughs> I just, I'm comfortable with it. I know it. I'm, uh, I don't think I'll ever change that. Uh, and again, since I can bring my own sounds in, I'm not limited to what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I'm feeling you. And, you know, we talk a lot, man. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to get logic. I was looking at getting another one. 
I'm a, I think I'm a roll. I looked up and I, I, I looked into it, and I think I'm gonna get that. Um, I, I had Pro Tools at one time, man. I don't know what it just never worked on my computer. I don't know what happened, but it was not working on my computer for whatever reason, man. And so I just left it alone. You know, my cousin pretty good at it though. You heard his yeah. album. I think I sent you. You look, it's, it's his stuff is tight, but you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's clean. He, he, he showed me what he did. Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty clean. But uh, yeah, man, I, I've been with Reasons for a long time. It's just the same thing like you, 1.0. I got Recycle. I know you don't deal with Recycle, but man, I love I love Recycle. I, I'm hurting right now because I know it, it, that, that Reasons does this. Recycle is now inside Reasons. I don't really need Recycle to do it, to do what I was doing, chopping up and, you know what I'm saying, time stretching the samples and all that good stuff. It just was easier for me in there because I just knew how to work that program. You know, I, I like I like chopping up my samples in there and they, they come together pretty easy. But now, because I got this new uh, 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 Mac and they updated the Mac, uh, it's called Big something, Big Sure or something like it's some some new update they got on there. And, and all of the Reasons products have not, uh, you know, switched over to that yet, man. So right. I'm, I'm suffering with that. I, you know, I'm like, man, I hope it because I got Recycle on here, but I don't know if it's ever going to work again. Cause I look on there and say it's not compatible, but you know that that just makes me have to challenge myself to do other things. And I'm like you, you know, I'm 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 really, uh, you know, and I know we talk about it a couple of times, man. I, I really wasn't, you know, uh, in in in, in my mind, you no know, going to school and doing things like that to where I really want to, uh, you know, want to grow as a producer. You know, what I mean, where you have grown a lot more. And I said it the other day, I said, man, I'm all right, but but Donnie, Donnie, Donnie's something else. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like little brother. I'm like me and Julian. We're trying to, we're trying to catch up, trying to get there, you know. But it, it, it's all time management for me, because I think I can do it. Just, just, it's just time management and and and, and get myself into certain things. But, 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 like I say, reasons. Is, reasons has been a, a good friend of mine. It, 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 I made almost everything I've done in the last couple of years on reason. I went from a coil Triton to reason. I just stumbled across reason by mistake, going over somebody's house one day and they just, hey man, I'm like, do put this program up. Like, what is that? And he's like, man, it's called reasons. And I just, I fell in love with it from that moment. So yeah, coming from a keyboard, you know how we had, you know, your floppy disks and all that other stuff, man, reasons. I could never go back to the floppy disk. It took me a minute to kind of pull that. I got my cord in the closet in here, man. It took me a minute to get it, to pull it from my fingers. But once I was, once I pulled it from my fingers, man, I'm glad I made that choice. And, and I, I I love uh I love I love uh reason man. So I know my cousin, I know what he said, I know Dez, I know what it is, man. I might mess with it a little bit, but I don't know, I don't think I'm ever gonna stop using reason. Right. Just be honest. Um uh just the 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 the, the uh the, the I'm almost at the end. I almost got to almost to the last question, man. It's the, the okay. one before the last. Uh if if you if uh, if um if your life was a key in music. What would it be? I've never asked nobody that question. You're the first person. <laughs> okay. Uh, key of life. Um, C sharp minor ninth. Uh, I'll tell you why. It's uh, it's this this chord is it's rich, it's warm, and it's complex. It's it's an intriguing. Because of that ninth, it's kind of intriguing. You know what I mean? It, it it strikes a chord with me, and I think that's the chord that I identify with most. Um, and speaking of key of life, uh, Sir Duke is my favorite song. <laughs> uh, the key of life. That's actually Stevie Wonder's 
favorite album. Like his, he thinks that's his best work. And uh, according to him, he plays that everywhere he goes. Uh, my favorite is actually um, like uh, Music of My Mind. I couldn't think of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my album. You know, but the first one we were born into, uh, wait a minute, you might you might have been you might have been born a year of music in my mind, but for me, I was born into uh, songs in the key of life. Man, I said that, you know, and I asked that question to you because I know I know you would be the one to answer that question. I know you musically, I, I, I knew that if I put that question on there, it would be a good question for you. So the same thing with the dolls, and the same thing with the the, the, the key of music. I, I think that's a deep question. Uh, and then before we get to the last part, man, I, you know, I just want to say, like I said, I think you are, you know, a, a very dope MC. I'm going to say it again. One of the dopest, coldest MCs I've ever met. Uh, best producer, like I said, well hidden. And I play your music for people. I play beats you sent you, you know, we've done. But for these these dudes in that feeling, I mean, for, for, for the crew, man, for the network. And they just like, man, that's cold. You know what I mean? Black was said the other night, I had to pull over the side of the road. Because <laughs> he was like, stop what I was doing. It's like it's so cold, and I think, and that's why I want to do this show, man. For people like you, like Op, like myself, uh, like MRK, these cold MCs, these cold producers, these people out here who don't get no voice. But I mean, what you, you just as good as Kanye, you just as good as 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 Night One, you just as good as um you know as as a um, as a DJ Premier. You know, I, I would say Dr. Dre, but I don't think none of us is as good as Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pushing it. <laughs> that's pushing it, you know what I'm saying? But Pete Rock, I mean, I think, I think you know, I, I think that you are on that level, man. And, and every time you do something, like with the way you chopped up, the way how you how you did um, 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 the Gimp, it's like, man, this dude put three different songs, <laughs> three different beats all together. And, and it's how you put it together, how you made it flow, man. And, and you fit everybody's person personality to it. I just can't wait to see what you're gonna do with the GIMP part two because I know if it's on as long those same lines and I, and we already know like I said MRK is on it. So I'm really I'm I'm really like can't wait to see to hear this thing, man, because we just got some top tier MCs on All I'm saying is we in trouble. Huh? All I'm saying is we in trouble. Like we set we set the tone, man, but we in trouble. Like first of all, they had they kind of got to cheat and hear the first gimp, but they don't, <laughs> they don't need no. They don't need no hand up, man. Uh, we in trouble when you hear it. Oh, hey. <laughs> I love it because that that you know I'm talking black light. He want to be on the gimp part three. That you you know I'll be ready. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, you know I ain't sharpen iron. I'll be ready. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you say it's gonna be a gimp three, and we'll say my my verse was tight on gimp three, it's probably gonna be ten times better on. Uh, I mean on gimp one, it's probably gonna be ten times better on gimp three. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. And I just told him the other day, I say, for whatever reason, when Donnie sends me a beat, it take me 15 minutes to write on. Me, I'll make a beat, take me two, six, seven months. I'm like, how in the hell? What's going on? You send me a beat, 15 minutes. You know, you saw what I did that day with Rich. Quick. He was like, you had to have that beat. No, I wrote that right there on the spot. Right, right on the spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, hey, I mean, we, we it's, it's like that, man. It just, it just, we just, we just, we just got skills like that, you know. So I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited, man. Um, I think it, I think it's gonna be, you know, the uh, uh, the the, the Bayonet Hill brothers. I'm gonna let you get in that and, and talk about that here in a minute. I think it's gonna all these projects gonna come together. I think people are gonna be really impressed because, like I said, they don't know, they don't know how cold you are, but I know. And 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 I think that you know, uh, 
with, with working with the um, uh, that feeling guys, man. I mean, it, they, I think they they enjoying what we doing too. I know they enjoying the podcast. I know they they they, they the music that's gonna be coming. They really gonna enjoy that, man. But oh, man. before we so get into your to the music, and I ask yeah. you this last bit before we get before I play your music, man. Because at the end, I'm just gonna add, you know, I gotta get your social media and all that. I told you I had a surprise for you this week. Oh. Kept telling you, I said I got a surprise for you. So my knucklehead son took my other one and broke it. And break his head, you know what I'm saying? My knucklehead son, PJ, I'm talking about you. So, <laughs> I went back. Oh. And I'm back. I'm back he with found, the bitch. He He's back, he got him. you know what I'm saying? Oh. I had to go back. I had to go back, my son, my knucklehead son broke my dog on bass guitar. He took it with him, he snuck it out when he left, you know, he graduated high school. He said, I'm gonna take everything. I'm gonna sneak out with the dog on bass. He broke my bass. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna give me another bass because I know, you know what I'm saying? After, after hearing what you did on the gym, I decided to get my bass. So the bass is back. The oh, bass is back. It's on now. I better hear some soon. Oh yeah, it's gonna be on. I mean, I, and I think I think I had the wrong amp too before I played Mega. It wasn't sounding like I want the sound, but I'm about right, to go right. get a, a better a better amp and get all my stuff together and, and, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna I'm, it's gonna be tight, man. So before we play this song, man, I'm gonna let you talk about what, what the song is about. Now, you're gonna kill me. I'm sorry, because I did misspell your name on there. I'm good at doing that. I know you wanna shoot me because you done got on me several times before. Like, man, that's like spelling Elton John's name wrong or something. <laughs> spelling somebody's name wrong. But I did it, my bad. You look on the, on the screen, it is Donnie Five, the number five, I-V-E. That's what it is. So just go ahead on, man, and, and, and talk it up uh, before we go into the, before we go into the song. All right, man. Um, this song is um, it's kind of personal because it's about things I've experienced. And um, I mean, initially, I think it was just going to be a solo track. But, um, you know, once we started working on the Bayonet Hill Brothers project, it, you know, it just made sense to get on there. Um, when I introduced the track to the squad, Pat was the only one that was persistent. Like, yo, what happened to that track? You deleted that track. I need to get on that track. So, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I, uh, man, I can't wait for people to hear this album. When I say this, you know, these three projects that I'm working on, you know, Heaven and Earth, I, what Opsolo and I have done is done. Like we just have like a featured artist that's about to record in the next couple of weeks. But that album is that that EP is done. Um, Bayonet Hill Brothers is ninety percent done. Um, and I'm working on kind of like a second part to that because when you hear it, it's crazy. It's, it's you know it's like the stuff that a little too smooth to be on something as um, as VS would put it, dicey too dicey to be on on uh this this project so uh it's gonna be dope man but this particular song beautiful monster is it's kind of near and dear to me and having pat on there is is uh is everything you know i knew he would be able to embody what we're talking about so, yeah man, i'm on i'm on i'm on all the projects he's doing just know i'm on all of them I'm happy yep. to be on all of them. He is on my album. My album, I'm looking to push it out here this summer. Uh, he's on my album. It's going to be 47. That's the name of it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking. He, he's produced on it, and he's on the album more than once. So, we, like I said, it's a, bro, it's a brotherhood. We just talked about it last night with with, 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 uh, with, 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 with uh, Black and Mac, and they were surprised. I started going through things. They're like, what, 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 what? 
you got a catalog? I'm like, yeah, I got a catalog. Got a bunch of videos out here. What you think? I mean, we, we wasn't, you know, we we, we we real out here. And so I'm happy that we're going to, you know, be able to, to work together, man, all of us. Because I think everybody has elements that the other one can use to make it better. And we can all thank uh, Mark, you know what I'm saying, Mark Sox for that. Because he, he brought everybody together. And, 100%. 100%. He brought everybody together. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play uh, Beautiful Mind by my man, uh, uh, Donnie Five, uh, Bear, uh, um, the Bear Net Hill Brothers, my man, um, you know, uh, Ill as usual as well, and myself. Oh, monster. Perhaps you should speak to me softly then. Monsters are dangerous, and just now, kings are dying like flies. It's the A, one and only homie, don't sleep. We took it to heart, if you don't work, then you don't eat. Trust me, you never find success you don't seek. So if it ain't about that work, then please don't speak. No doubt, go in solo the unspeakable route. Dispatch the bolo, it's our night, that's when the freaks will come out. You missed the window again, just hope the streaks will come out. I'm long-winded, but this time I'ma say my piece and I'm out. What makes a joint jam worthy? Does it emancipate? My avatar is sound worthy, get your answers straight. In a land thirsty, if I had your hands, I would amputate. I like to get my hands dirty, so I can't relate. Reload the cheat code is in my genome. I said I don't sleep until I got some beats to swing on. My work ethic promotes a suicide. The farthest thing visible to the human eye. Yeah, it's like clockwork. There you go. I know this will not work. Show me you. I believe you, Maya Angelou. Nancy La Mancha in my mind, you're a monster. Yeah, it's like clockwork. There you go. I know this will not work. Show me you, I believe you, Maya Angelou. DJ's peers with other mics like Jackson, Tyson, and Johnson. Calling for a match, leaves my lead non-responsive. The king goes and earns that name if he wants it. The effort's muscle memory, the energy's unconscious. Remember making the few and far between more frequent. Fam first, then we get paid, keep it in sequence. In 05, it wasn't apparent. I wasn't even apparent. We had different appetites. I wasn't even comparing. I'm not trying to fail. You're not trying to win. A definition of sanity. Just try it again. I'm a unique human. Your kind game needs improvement. Like the twins from the Matrix, I see through them. Ben said, don't announce your departure. Just keep moving. My time ain't to be trifled with like steam cubans. You choose with. So come and change the people you lose with to the people you're cool with. The people you don't fool. That's the truest story never told It gets colder the rocky road While traveling rocky roads And when the cards get dealt Those who oppose will fold up Still tuck to the touch Cause they never could show up yeah. What? Yeah. It's like clockwork there you go. I know this will not work Show me you I believe you Maya Angelou Nancy La Mancha In my mind you're a monster yeah. It's like clockwork I know this will not work Show me you, I believe you Maya Angelou Nancy La Mancha in my mind you're a monster Hey yo I'm a product of serial mass incarceration A nation marginalized Stereotypical black lives matter We shatter the misconceptions Focus the misperceptions Never deprive of your deceptions Stand back and stand by I'm a proud boy Descendant of free men In reconstruction I'm destruction in the flesh I'm the ghost of David Koresh Still burning As the fans stand by And they beat their chest While they claiming victory The dead rose and repossessed They soul Hot of the earth's core But they blood runs cold 
I'm a beast, but my burden is the rock when they roll. Always prescribe the apathy. Every rhyme is a tapestry. Color so vivid, I spit phlegm that could cause a catastrophe. Yeah, I'm ill. I shake the atlas, make the fault line still. Ride the equator in my deville. Rocking 93 until infinity. I'm the rapper, Kane of Jess and Infinity. Your femininity is the issue. Your weight light is the tissue. I dismiss you. Then it's off the long horn for some steak and lobster. Maybe inside a pasta. 18, respect the roster. No imposters. All frauds of the hip hop will be accosted. Despite what you might think, we still some beautiful monster. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's like clockwork. There you go. I know this will not work. Show me you. I believe you, Maya Angelou. Lindsay La Mancha. In my mind, you're a monster. Yeah. It's like clockwork. There you go. I know this will not work. Show me you. I believe you, Maya Angelou. Lindsay La Mancha. In my mind, you're a monster. Hey man, heat. <laughs> yeah, straight heat, man. You know what I'm saying. Every time I hear it, it just make me smile, man. Because I mean, and that's why I was always on you to 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 to, to do it. Because I was like, man, this, this this track is hot, man. This track hot for sure. I love you know that. Saying I love so how yeah, it came man. across. Huh? I love how it came across that joint, man. I'm 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 very pleased with that. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, man. It's one of my favorites too, man. I can't wait to. Like I said, I'm gonna be the first one to, to, to buy me a copy of whatever it's at. I want it. Send it to me, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 already a fan. Y'all y'all already know. You know that's why we that's why we sitting here doing what we doing right now. So you know that's what I'm right. saying? As we get ready to leave out of here, man, on the salute, I want I want you to you know uh, let people know where they can check out your music, where they can check out your social media, where they can hear some more of 95 and what 95 has got going on. Um. Well. I'm, I'm working on three projects due this year. Um, you know, we're hoping to finish up two here really soon. One probably uh, closer to fall or something like that. But um, if you search for Donnie Adair on iTunes, Donnie and my last name, A-D-A-I-R, uh, you'll find some, you know, singles and stuff I've done uh, previously. I got a, one of, I think my actual first single is featuring Maximus, aka Rich Galino, as as uh, oh, Conscious Prime yeah. calls him, um, and uh, on socials, you guys can find me anything at Donny Five, as it's spelled there, D O N Y, the number five I B E. Uh, I can't say that it's all up to date, but you will find content on there. So if you check Facebook or Twitter or you know Instagram, you'll definitely find me. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm also shot out again. You know, quarter water, that piff, purgatory, feature Donnie Five. You want to hear some 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 dope lists and some 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 good content right there. I mean, some some dope MCs, dope dope production. Look no further. If you want to get a good taste of what what, what Donnie Five is, is putting out, uh, if you if you just can't wait for this these projects to come out. So that's definitely what's up. So. Hate to say goodbye, man. You know what I mean? It's, it's been real. I mean, this has been a very good interview, man. I love interviewing my friends and my and my and people I'm close with, man. Cause I, like I said, people don't really know what 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 you know what what we bring to the table and what's out there. 
and this is you know they're gonna hear a lot more of it especially through me and on this podcast and, and from the rest of the, of the network man but you know I, i'm just thankful you came through man i really appreciate you man i mean you know you, you already know you know yeah man. thanks man it's been an honor uh you know always i'm always glad when we get to work together let's chop it up man so this has been real you know this is the first time i've done anything like this so thank you for having me on you know obviously thanks you know to that feeling and you know mark for even bringing us into the fold this way super super dope and i'm i'm humbled by it yeah and shout out to my old man memory <laughs> shout out because we can't find it <laughs> i know <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs>